Simon & Schuster Audio presents The Obama Diaries by Laura Ingram Read by Laura Ingram and a cast of friends You might call what follows the drama behind Obama. I didn't go looking for what you're about to read. Rather, in the grand designs of destiny, it found me. On May 20th, 2010, I did what I do every Thursday. I treated myself to a manicure. It was 45 minutes of sheer uninterrupted bliss, and I left the salon at the Watergate Complex feeling relaxed and carefree. The elevator to the underground parking garage was under repair, so I walked the four floors down to retrieve my car. As I pressed the remote to unlock my door, my eye caught a thick manila envelope lying on the hood of the car. The words, Property of the American People, were scrawled in black magic marker on the front. As I cautiously lifted the package, a deep baritone voice called out from a nearby stairwell. Just read it, he said. You'll know what to do. Except for a glimpse of his high-top sneakers, his identity was obscured by the shadows. Who are you? What is this? I shouted back. The mystery man stood silent for a few seconds and then vanished faster than Obama's high approval ratings. Shaking, I threw the envelope in my car and drove away, unsure of what I should do next or where I should go. Being alone did not seem like a good idea, nor did going straight home. So I drove over to the W Hotel, maybe a hundred yards away from the White House, where the rooftop bar was humming. I ordered a drink, and I found a little nook where I plopped down and ripped open the envelope. What I found inside took my breath away, literally. For almost two hours, I sat there, oblivious to the loud dance beat booming over the speakers, leafing through the papers, totally transfixed. In my possession were copies of many of President Barack Obama's handwritten diaries, as well as those of Michelle Obama, her mother, Marion Robinson, Vice President Joe Biden, Rahm Emanuel, David Axelrod, and others. Here was a first-hand account of the Obama presidency, as it happened, in the words of those who shaped it. One diary was more fascinating and more revealing than the next. The intrigue, the emotion, the struggles, the sheer arrogance of these people jumped off the pages. When I finished reading the last entry in the packet, I found myself aching for more. Each installment told us something new and different about the personalities in the Obama White House. As I began to think about what to do with this treasure trove of information, I looked through the bar's floor-to-ceiling windows at one of the most striking sunsets I have ever seen, with the Washington Monument framed in an ethereal orange trim. Just then I heard Marine One, the president's helicopter, as it rose off the south lawn of the White House. Inside might have been Barack Obama, jaunting off somewhere for the weekend. Was he aware that some of his diaries had been copied? Was the FBI already on the case? My heart began pounding at the thought of what lay ahead, as I knew these writings would send shockwaves through Washington, the country, and the world. It was then that I decided not to use the diaries for my own personal amusement, but to release them to the public 
to share them with others for the good of the country and the world. I tried to call Bob Woodward, but he wouldn't take my call. Then I attempted to send an email to Matt Drudge, but my air card couldn't find a signal. Maybe these are signs that I should release the diaries myself, I thought. Of course, the problem with diaries is that you can never be sure if the author, particularly a public figure, is telling the whole truth or shading it for posterity. Rather than commenting on the diaries or vouching for their veracity, I have elected to simply place them in historical context. The diary entries are arranged by topic and framed by relevant facts and quotes from the parties involved. I am very free with my opinions about the public record of Team Obama, but thought it would be best to withhold judgment on the explosive material.